watch the movie and i told people uh not to give a shit about the movie and dude like just like it always is disney had to slap me across the face with the cold reality that they're watching us the main villain and okay guys this is going to be i guess spoilers i'm not really sure and spoilers are good things so yes so make sure enjoy, to enjoy enjoy these spoilers the main villain in the ant-man movie is somebody called ghost and they can go through walls and honestly like i didn't know this before watching the movie i had no idea i didn't know and so i led a bunch of sheep into uh, a, a meat factory basically guys i'm so sorry for any of you guys who didn't come as prepared thinking that it was going to be a know nothing movie i led you into a ghost house and it was packed packed full of ghosts Apparently, though, there is an exorcism in the movie, and they excise the ghost out of her, and so it's a happy ending, but I didn't know this was an exorcism movie. I didn't know this was a ghost movie. I thought it was a hero movie, and I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, real quick, welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, guys. We're the only ghostry podcast out there on iTunes, on Stitcher, everywhere, so I'm here with my co-host, Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, Joe. You know, I just really hope that they properly disposed of those ghosts after the exorcism. Like, a lot of the ghosts that you see in the world, too, are ghosts that just were not properly disposed of. So, mm. you know, you got to think organically. you got to think of ways to, you know, not perpetuate more ghost people. All right? And it just takes a little bit of effort. And knowing how sloppy and fast and loose Disney's been recently, I fear that that ghost from that film is alive and well and just harming more flies and uh, uh, caterpillars or whatever. Possessing any kind of person they can. Apparently this person uh, in this movie, they were cured um, with the help of somebody who was in another dimension. I, I believe they've been ripping wholesale your, your life story, your IP. So what happened in the movie is that this woman went into the quantum realm i'm putting quotations around quantum you can call it the ghost zone like we called it and she went all the way to the ghost zone and they had to bring her back okay they brought her back and she had these powers these these psychic energy powers and she was able to exercise the ghost out of this woman because she went to the ghost zone and she came back alive. So it's this kind of stuff they're ripping from your life. And sad to say, uh, we're doing all the work for them. Because if we weren't uh, doing the show, they wouldn't have any material. But frankly, it's more important than Disney making a buck off of our, our stories. Okay, I'm glad they're, they're getting our stories out there. It's the fact that we're broadcasting to the entire world right now is what's important. And you guys get the facts from us. That's what's important. 
Yeah, you know, there's a lot of misinformation going on out there. And you have to be careful because Disney is co-opting our story. And they're going to try to throw in details that's going to confuse you. And you don't want that to happen. So what you want to do is you got to be listening to us. You know, you can watch these films. This is, as we said, audio sage. Mm-hmm. So listen to our podcasts, you know, as we talk about the film that you're watching uh, to make sure that you can do so safely. That's right. And we have a lot of things this week on the docket that we're going to just jam through. It's been a busy week for the world and for Hollywood. First off, uh, thank you for all of the feedback from our uh, last week's episode about power couples. We got a lot of really good emails talking about all of the old Hollywood power couples and, and what they did to shape Hollywood into the cesspool that it is now. And so we just want to thank all the, all the researchers and stuff. We're not going to go over the details that you researched because obviously uh, they said they were um, going to release a book. So we're going to wait until the book comes out. So we're not going to give any any spoilers for, for them because they're our friends, okay? But we, you do know exactly how the story ends. So there's not really any spoilers in that. The story ends with Hollywood being terrible. But this week, we're going to get into a little bit about a, a, a specific family, a dynasty, um, that has been around Hollywood for quite a long time, and they have welcomed a new member into the clan. We're talking about the newly um, pronounced engagement of Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Wow. Um, fireworks, I, guys. Fireworks. I mean, this is clearly the biggest news of the entire week. Uh, it's on the tip of everybody's tongues. Uh, it's just all, it's just everywhere. Uh, we can't stop talking about our, our lines are ringing off the hook. People are trying to call onto the show. Uh, but, you know, apologies, but this time, like, this is too much of a bombshell for us to have those other voices heard right now. So we're going to tweet it out later, you know, tell us what you think. We're going to let you know. But this stuff that we're talking about today is really important stuff. And this is a game changer, folks. And you're right. And there's a reason why you're excited to talk about it is because mm-hmm. this changes everything. That's right. This is, okay, so you guys, um, this is almost like a parallel like a direct parallel to the Supreme Court. I don't want to get political here, and so I'm not. I'm just going to talk about how people have been saying that the new justice that is going to join the Supreme Court is going to seismically shift the course of uh, all of the judgments on the Supreme Court for the next generation, for the next 40 or 50 years. Now, we parallel what's going on on the Supreme Court and you parallel it to Hollywood, and this is what's happening with Justin Bieber. He is joining the Baldwin family, and in doing so, he is solidifying the next generation, the next 40 to 50 years mm-hmm. of celebrity for this family, of power for this family. And so it's it's this kind of merger that we, we have to look at, and we have to think, okay, so we see the the faces doing all the talking, but really what's going on behind the scenes? And so this is what this episode is going to attempt. We're going to attempt to look behind the scenes, behind the curtain, and see and expose what the Baldwin family is really up to and what they're about. But first, we got to talk about Justin a little bit, because um, obviously this is a story about Justin and the love he has for Haley. So quickly, we have to think about 
his latest projects. Justin Bieber, I checked his Twitter, and he is now announcing that he is going to be in a movie about Cupid. It's called Cupid Movie. Hashtag Cupid Movie. He's going to be a voice in an animated film. We already talked about animated films and the dangers that they present. Now, we bring in that Cupid is a god. So we're bringing in polytheism. We're bringing in deities. And, and it's a reminder, too, that these animations are, all they are, are, you know, painted over actual scenes. Uh, it's actually too difficult to actually create actual animation or just to make it more realistic. They mm -hmm. take real action scenes and they paint it over. So this isn't just like a representation of Cupid, a god. This is a film with a god in it. And this is the kind of influence that Justin Bieber is pulling right now. That's right. And you have to think that since he's been working behind the scenes with the God of Love, the God of Love might have sh uh, shot a, a stray arrow and hit Justin Bieber in his perfect little bottom, and he fell in love with Haley Baldwin. Now, some people might think that that is chance, coincidence, that love you know, it, it, it's a fickle love. You, you, some, you, you can't choose who you love. I believe that Cupid had a lot to do with this. It was destiny. Cupid didn't... Somebody paid Cupid, okay? And, and I, I think that's true. I think somebody did pay Cupid to do this. And it might be for the better, it might be for the worse, but I know that for Justin, it's definitely for the better. He's going to get so much attention off of this because we have to look at who he's marrying um Haley baldwin she's a young actress she's hot on the scene she's cooking it up and she's a fashion model and her dad is stephen baldwin now guys we're gonna get into some numbers today i know i talk about this a lot but we're we are gonna get into some numbers so get your calculators out, your graphing calculators, your TI-84s, and really start to crunch these down with me. Because once we start getting into numbers, it might get a little confusing. So I, I, I need people to get on my level right now. We're going to go into the family tree, if you want, if you will. I'm going to be sharing this photo with you guys. So if you guys want to just follow along on our Twitter or on our Instagram, you can follow along with us. But this is going to be the family tree. And first of all, I just want to quickly say, Alec is not Alec, okay? That's his nickname. His actual name is Alexander Ray Baldwin III, okay? So get every, everything you know about this man and throw it away. It is, it is a new story. And any any thoughts on Alec Baldwin before we get into this, Rob? Yeah, I mean, just remember, like, the fact that he goes by a different name as a public name, Alec, means that he's disguising his true self. You know, there's a public persona. He, this man is an actor. You know, there's a public persona and there is a private persona. And mm -hmm. these Baldwins have been known to put very different public and private personas throughout the years. And I think it's important to look the family, you know, there's six of them that yes. are actors. Yes. Six which actors. Is 
astronomical in the terms of genetics. Like there's not that many, you know, acting genes inside one family pool. You can't share, and not everyone can share wear the same pair of genes, you know? Exactly. Somewhere down the road, they're going to rip. So already we're dealing with really suspect sort of practices. And uh, the fact that there's six of them and we're talking about genealogy, you got to climb up that family tree to see what's up in those rafters. The roots, exactly. We have to find the start of it all. Where did we begin? Okay. And I'm going to tell you where they began. They began with Mr. Baldwin, the father of them all, Alexander Ray Baldwin I. And he was born in 1897. And he died in 1969. Okay. And I'm going to say it started with him. But the only reason why it started with him is because of who he chose as his wife. Okay. Now, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family. The matriarch, I believe, is the spiritual home, okay, of, of all of all of these, all of the magical juice that, the, that this family has. Whatever genes that they have come from, I believe, this woman, Ruth Noble. And this is a woman with some very powerful uh, genetic energies about her, and it really derives from the numerology. Yes, absolutely. So let's get into that. Her her birthday is the 30th of October, 1898. Okay? Now, that would be fine and all. It's right on All Souls Day, right right before the, the Day of the Dead. Okay? Now, she died on that same day, the 30th of October. Wow. 1968. Now, I know all you numberheads right now are just shaking your head violently because that number, those two numbers, 1898 and 1968, if you flip over the 9 and the 8, it is the same number, 6-8. So she's born and died on the same day, and the years that she died and was born on are mirror images of each, of, of each other. What that means, only God can say. Only Cupid can say that. But we know that this is where it all began, with Ruth Noble. And they had a son, okay? A single son, Alexander Ray Baldwin II. Okay? Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Because... Now, number two, he, he was born on the 26th of October, which is a few days before Halloween, a few days before the birth of his mother. And that's when the season really starts to get spooky. You know, you're, it's mm-hmm. not, Halloween is the spookiest day of the year, but the energies leading up to Halloween you're increasing that factor, and they're getting closer and closer and closer. And the idea that the matriarch is born and died the day before Halloween is some very powerful aura. Exactly. Okay. Now let's, let's go down a little bit further. Okay. So we look at Alec Baldwin, Mr. Alexander, Mr. Alexander Ray Baldwin. Let's call him by his name. His actual name. We we need to call him out. Ray Baldwin. The third. third. 
He was born 1958 on the 3rd of April. So it's almost like an April Fool's joke because they might be faking his birthday, I believe. It's so close to April Fool's Day that I believe they might be faking this this date because it could be that he was born sometime in October. But actually, it might be something a little more interesting. Genetically, like you were saying earlier, if you look at his daughter, Ireland, she was born October 23rd. Wow. So you have to watch out. That's pretty close to the matriarch. So she has some pretty strong, you know, tendencies there. So we need to be on a watch out with what happens with Ireland. So she's going to have to be put on watch. Uh, the name of a country. Uh, uh, if you if you live in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would look out for this person. They might try to take your country. Absolutely. The whole family might invade Ireland. They've already kind of given everybody a clue with the name of his daughter. But let's look at also the wife-to-be, the bride-to-be, Haley. Haley Baldwin. So Haley, she was born in 1996. 1996. Now keep that in mind. Her father, now we, we didn't talk about Stephen Baldwin, but Stephen Baldwin was born... In 1966. Okay. He was born in May. So also, I believe this this kind of skips a generation. The 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 ghost feel, right? Kind of skips a generation, I believe. So Stephen and Alec, they have something different. It it, it may not be the, the ghost connection that we're talking about, but I do believe that Ireland and Haley both share the same root that came all the way from Ruth Noble, the, I believe, their, like, great-grandmother or something like that. Right. I mean, these are energies that are so powerful that they must lay dormant within the gene pool for, many, for a few generations before it resurfaces. And we've finally reached mm-hmm. the next cycle, and we're seeing it come right now. And we're seeing the intentions of what they plan to do through the through what's going on right now with the union of Justin Bieber into the Baldwin Empire. Absolutely. And and here is something that is also very, very synchronous. Justin Bieber has a new album and it's called Purpose. Purpose. Like he found his purpose. And it's like as if he's joining this family, he has found or realized his purpose. Okay? So Haley and Justin, um, they are going to be joining together in holy matrimony, and it is going to, like we said, solidify the future of the Baldwin family as a household name. They're going to be the new Kennedys. And in fact, that's what we want to talk about. Now, Stephen Baldwin, this is the, the father, father of the bride. And he's been in a lot of movies, and he kind of doesn't really do movies anymore, right? But he did do something a few years ago. He did The Celebrity Apprentice, um, which I know is just going to uh, ping in everyone's head because obviously that is what the president was the host of. So His first cabinet, if you will. Exactly. Wow. Perfect, perfectly said, Rob. 
his first cabinet, his most trusted advisors was was the cast and crew of the Celebrity Apprentice, because they're all celebrities just like he was. And so Stephen Baldwin got very close to the president's ear, the future president's ear, and he learned a lot about him. He learned his his mannerisms. He learned the way that he spoke to people, his demeanor, um, everything, the way he walked, the way he breathed, everything. And he takes all of this information, okay, and he stores it in his computer-esque brain. He's a genius level IQ, Stephen Baldwin. And then a few years later, um, everything happens, 2016, you know, blah, 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 you know, Trump's president. And we have his, his older brother, Alec Baldwin. Alexander. Alexander Ray Baldwin III. And what is he doing? He's doing impressions, acting like the president, right, Rob? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Would you look at that? Little bro goes over and and talks to the big man himself. And then all of a sudden, Alec is all around parading like Trump. But you know what? You know, Alec, as as I'm saying right now to his worldly name, but Alexander, Mm -hmm. we know of your duplicity here. We know that you're just fooling us. This is all smokescreen. You're exactly. making us think that this whole thing was just for you to get a couple of laughs. But here, you are showing your hand, buddy. We know what's going on now. We know mm-hmm. that it's not just about the laughs and the chuckles and Jack and silly. Exactly. It's a dry rehearsal, okay? This is what they do. They do rehearsals. And Alec is, is, is a testing ground to, to show everybody, okay? He's, like, like we said, they have something different. The, the Baldwin brothers have something different. They're not, they're not as, as ghost-affiliated. But what they do have is a certain mojo. And, and, and maybe it's, it's almost like divine luck. Like they were granted some kind of luck. And Stephen has it, and Alec has it to, to a certain degree, and I believe that what Alec is doing is he's kind of showing everybody a world in which a Baldwin is president, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's kind of like parading around, talking like the president, acting like the president, all, all for laughs, like you're saying, for goofs. But in reality, the truth is he is testing the, the American public and the world, really, to see if they are ready to see a Baldwin as a a president behind the the Oval Office, you know, doing all of that in working it in the White House. And I think this is all for the sake of the actual presidency. This this may be a, a, a play, the actual presidency. Or like our information suggests, it may have been a play that was executed perfectly. We may be living in a world where the president is not who we think he is. It may be, in fact, a grand act that started all the way back when the Celebrity Apprentice rolled credits and was all over. This may be a plan started all the way back there. And who knows? So, like we said, destiny, guys, is playing a big role in this. And we don't know where it's leading us to, but we have a, a few good ideas. I mean, I haven't seen Stephen Baldwin. Have you? No. 
I mean, the last I've heard of Stephen Baldwin, he was being visited by the, his daughter, the, the, you know, the groom and bride-to-be. Yes. Justin and his daughter, Haley. But I never, and I'm looking through all the photos and all the press, and I don't see Stephen anywhere. Interesting. What I see is Haley and Justin boarding a helicopter, a military-style helicopter. Wow. To fly to some remote place to have secret conference with Father Stephen. Interesting. So a security detail that somebody who hasn't acted in a movie in a few years probably wouldn't have. It would be inaccessible. They don't allow that. SAG absolutely forbid it. It's in the contracts. And so now we have the mystery folding out into reality, guys. Now we have a paper trail and a lead that we can follow. Because when you look at the security detail that was awaiting Haley and Justin, it looked like secret service. At least to my trained eyes. I don't know about to the layman, but to me, that was screaming secret service detail. And I know the, the comments that we're already going to get is like, you know, those that obviously doesn't look like secret service. Those look like just regular guys on the jobs. First of all, who has a regular job uh, escorting people to helicopters? That's not a real thing. Number two, mm -hmm. isn't that what exactly would happen, like what the secret service would want to do? Because guess what, folks? They're fucking secret. That's right. Guys, wake up, dude. Uh, everybody, anybody who lives next to you, anybody who's uh, waiting at the bus stop and the bus passed by them and they're just sitting down, what do you think they're doing? Do you think they're just uh, sitting down, you know, wasting their time? They're secret service and they're on a mission. And sometimes Stephen Baldwin is an asset that they need to protect. And we have to ask yourself why. Okay, we you, you can't shut down everything we say because you don't know the facts. We we can't slow ourselves down for you guys anymore. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's explain why the Secret Service was waiting for them for Justin and Haley when they went to go see Haley's dad to get his blessing. You could say that it's almost mafioso. Were it not for the fact that federal agents were involved. And you have to think it's a different kind of family, a, a different kind of mafia, okay? This is a mafia played outdoors, uh, a political mafia. And I think, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, Rob, but I'm pretty close to thinking that Stephen Baldwin is in the White House somewhere. He might be behind that desk in the Oval Office himself. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Now that the cat's out of the bag, I think what Rob said is 100% true. I, I personally, we personally believe that Stephen Baldwin has been the president possibly this whole time. I think there was a moment when Trump decided to run, and I think after that moment, I think he might have bowed out and Stephen took up the mantle, and he's been doing it ever since. And here's another thing that I really want to kind of point out, um, and this is, this is for Alexander. This is uh, his role in this entire thing. I think, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's to normalize the fact that a Baldwin is going to be a president at some point. 
but it's also faking out the public because he's giving them a really hokey version of Donald Trump. Such a version that is unrecognizable to the real Donald Trump so that when Stephen, somebody who has analyzed and basically lived with Donald Trump for the entire season of Celebrity Apprentice, when he does the impression, when he's acting like him, it's believable because his brother is so unbelievable, you know? And that's acting, guys. That's fucking acting. Fucking acting. And we have to really consider the, the Baldwin family, that this is not their only play. Like I said, this is a dry rehearsal, a dry run. Right now, a Baldwin is not president. Donald Trump is president, who is acting. Stephen is acting like him, right? But at some point, I do believe that we will see a Baldwin running under his name as, you know, uh, Stephen or Haley or, you know, if, if Justin Bieber changes his name to Justin Baldwin and he takes on the Baldwin name, I could see him running for office very easily in, in, in 10 or 15 years. I mean, I know a lot of people that would vote for him already. My grandma. First, first and foremost, she would vote for him in a heartbeat. She'd go to jail for voting for him twice. She loves him that much. And uh, for his VP, who knows? It could be anybody. It could be Marilyn Manson. An old, uh, imagine an old Marilyn Manson and, and a young, young Justin Bieber. About 45-year-old Justin Bieber. The perfect ticket and probably like a 65-year-old Marilyn Manson. But you have to think about because the older older people will want somebody to rein in Justin's kind of crazy side, his wild his wild boy side, because he's always going to be a wild boy. And I think that's what Haley loves about him, because the Baldwins they're so rigid and they're so strict with everything. You know, you have to. It's all about getting famous. It's all about you know the next buck and the next role. Well. I, they're I always the, acting, you know. That's exactly. the issue with them. There, there's no downplay from it. It's always you. Always have to be up. You always have to be in character, and mm -hmm. you can't take it. And and then and then you have the pressure of an entire like country on your name, like Ireland, like Alexander's daughter, and you think, wow, they're really putting on a lot of pressure on on, on these children. And so you got to really feel for them a little bit. I mean, just a little bit, because you still have to think about. Um, the entire lineage, the entire family tree, and how it all starts with Ruth and how her birthday is just her birthday and her death day. Um, that's all destiny, guys. And we're not going to know what exactly is happening until probably 50 years from now, like in the Supreme Court case. It's going to be the exact same thing. It's a direct parallel to the Supreme Court. So if you have your cryo cryogenic uh, tubes, please call in um, and set it for 50 years if you want to know sooner than later. Um, mm. We'll keep on doing our podcast, so don't worry. Uh, we will have podcasts streaming straight to your tube. We have exclusive deals with cryogenic companies to play Ghost in the Scene to make sure that your uh, cryogenic experience is completely ghost-free, and that's important. That's very, very important. And also to keep you up to date on the news, 
you want to make sure um, if Pamela and Tommy ever get back together that you hear it first from us at Ghost in the Scene. So for, for that and, and for everything, at, at some point we will have ads. Um, but for now, just know that we are working with some, some facilities to get us to be able to stream into some tubes for you guys. So look forward to that um, if you ever have the money to do that for yourself. We know that that's what Walt Disney did, and we're trying to ironically get us playing in his tube um, because we think it really messed with him. So uh, if you guys could ha have any hints as to where he is, we could get us streaming into his tube. We, there's a lot of facilities out there, so we just got to find uh, where he is. So if you, you're in a, a cryo lab, um, look for his name and then shoot us the email, and, and we'll, we'll stream it to him too. We have a couple more things we wanted to talk about. Um, Rob, there's something that you told me off the uh, episode before we started that got me really concerned about you. I I didn't think that you'd be seeing things. And, well, I mean, I know that you went to the ghost zone. You, you died. You, you didn't have a body for a little while. So all, all of that kind of combined, it, it got me worried because you said you saw something. You saw someone, and it, it kind of gave me an ominous feeling. Um, can you explain what you saw? Well, you know, I've as I've been going through these last few weeks, it's been getting an increasingly sense of the feeling I've been watched. You know, last week I reported out of a bunker because I didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, so I've always been over my shoulder and I just can't shake that. I, I keep on seeing what I think to be a man with a cowboy hat and a white silk shirt. And it, and it, it says it's a really silly thing, but it's wow. just specific enough. You know, like how many guys are walking around out there, but it's just specific enough. And no one's specifically looking at me, but I just feel like I've been seeing this one person again. And again, in the most random places. And imagine my surprise while researching uh, for the latest depth step. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm really trying to learn more about the psyche of Johnny Depp uh, by rewatching the original Pirates of the Caribbean. And I see him. What? The man with the cowboy hat and the white silk shirt. Okay. On set with Johnny. With talking to Johnny. Wow. On the same just, set as On the John. same set. And, wow. it, you know, that's, that's what really pushed me over the edge. So, I, you know, I'm on complete lockdown right now. You know, there is nothing coming in and out of this place. I got all the frozen pizzas I that I could stockpile. And I'm laying low for the next week or month. I mean, I'm still going to be broadcasting uh, from mm -hmm. an undisclosed location. Um, and I can't say much more because I've already given away that I'm a place that has yes. a freezer. Um, at least I'm not going to say if I'm heating these pizzas or not. Yes, exactly. Guys, please do not look for Rob. Um, right now he is hiding and we have to make sure that his safety is the first priority. Now, the second priority, number two on that list is we have to identify this man because this is a stalker if I've ever seen one. And the fact that you don't feel safe in your own life means that this stalker is actually winning. And I, uh, we can't have that. At, at the street team is stronger and is strong enough to take on this obstacle. Whoever this man is, 
the cowboy hat and the white silk shirt. No one is strong enough to beat us when we're at our best. So we're going to give it all the resources we can. Guys, we need to find this man. Um, Rob, if you, if you have a photo of him from the movie, we could post it online and really get this snowball rolling. I mean, we need, and we need to find this man. Anyone can go out and see this as well. It's in the film, folks. If you have a copy of Pirates of the Caribbean, it's at the very end of the film mm-hmm. when Jack Sparrow is sailing the boat. Finally, he's got his boat back and he's sailing it back to shore. And, you know, look up the YouTube clip. There's a YouTube clip, Pirates of the Caribbean, dash, dash, end scene. All right? And I'm oh not God. making this up. This up. Go there right now. And I hope you're doing so while listening because it's, I'm not making it up. It's at the like end proof, and I know that you're that you're that I'm that we're you know that a lot of people think we're just talking out of our ass here, but look at the very and at this clip. Go to the thirteenth second, and you'll see him at the thirteenth wow. second. And Number if that isn't signifying of anything, you know, I don't know what does, but I'm very spooked. So that there it is, guys. Call to action at the thirteenth second. You see this man. For a brief moment, and honestly, I think that's all you need to see of him because any more, you might have a heart attack. You might have a triple bypass right then and there. We have to really take care of our own on this one, guys. Um, if we don't do the research, no one will. We need to find this man and bring him to justice because obviously uh, stalkers, they like the fact that we're afraid. And so they're, right now they have the advantage. That's not going to be for long because now you have the entire world working with you, Rob. We're going to find this man, and hopefully we will bring him to justice. Uh, is there anything else this week that we uh, want to talk about, or are, are we feeling pretty good? There, there are some movies coming out, but I, I haven't really th- seen any that really struck me as uh, something that I had to tell anybody. Other than the Hotel Transylvania 3, which we've already talked about, don't see it. I mean, it's going to be the highest box office of the year, bar none, uh, regardless if you see it or not. So just do yourself a favor and don't. Mm. There's and, no point. Exactly. And then also, real quick, just just a reminder, um, we did talk about the Cupid movie. We are not actually endorsing this movie. We, it's an animated movie, like we said. It's about a god. Um, there's a lot of things that could go wrong with this movie. So please, if you have any any children, do not bring them to this movie, okay? Because you're playing with forces that nobody can control right now, especially with the Baldwins in, in the White House. So I'm going to say we gave you enough this week information to chew on, and uh, we really need you to get back with us on that cowboy. So until next week, guys, uh, stay in the scene. Stay extreme. We appreciate everything that you do, all the work that you do every single day. You know, you are life and blood. Uh, We see this as a public service and you are the public. And, you know, you can service yourselves out there as well. You know, this is meant to empower you to go out there and defeat the ghosts in your life. So keep on doing that. Keep on being strong. We're going to take down all these ghosts together, everybody. And I couldn't be happier to do it with all of you. That's right. And of course, give us five stars, give us a rating, give us a shout, give us a follow. Do whatever you have to do to get in our lives because this is the only life we have, guys. So until next week, take care.